Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody, and happy Thirsty Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am your main bitch, Kim Hasera. And Yins, guys, oh, who was watching last night the Real Housewives of Dubai season finale? Oh my God, it gave me everything. My favorite fucking show, my favorite franchise that's ever come to Bravo. Yes, yes, yes. Minus my uh, East Coast bitches, clearly. But it was everything. I enjoyed it so, so much. But before we continue to talk a little bit about the season finale and, oh my God, the reunion. Oh, looks so good. We're going to talk about somewhat the Bravo news. Biatches, what the Bravo. Big thing for me, at least. Now, we all know my East Coast bitches, they are the thing. Top notch in my book, baby. Rony News. Yes, I said it again. Real Housewives of New York News. Not about the reboot. So it's not like, hey, what's going on with the new cast members, whatever, yada, yada, yada. That's right. Elaine from fucking Seinfeld. So Real Housewives of New York News. Legacy, baby. The legacy cast. It is rumored as far as these women being on the show. And I will say, Dorinda's one of them. Jill Zarin, Tinsley Mortimer, Sonia Morgan, Luann. Why? Why? I don't understand what Luann brings to the table. And the last one, Kelly Ben Simone. Now, here's the thing. I... Don't like the cast. Let's. I'm going to be straightforward, straight honest with you guys. Who thought of this cast? And I know it's a rumor mill, right? Now, I found this on Reality Blurb. We all know that's my fucking site. Yay. Shout out. Now, according to reporter from People, Dave Quinn, this is the dude, he says that no contracts have, in fact, been signed. So he's basically saying, I don't know if this is true. It could be true. It could not be true. Nothing has been signed. Who the hell do you want to see as the legacy cast? Well, I tell you this much. I don't want to see these women because it makes no fucking sense to me. Now, our beautiful, beautiful Bravo God, Andy Cohen. I'm going to say a quote that he said. And he says, Our loyal fans have spoken as to what they want to see and what they don't want to see. And we've taken that all into account. And this is a series where you're going to expect to see fan favorites from the show's great history. It's organic. They were in each other's lives and they are in each other's lives. We are looking at people who are beloved by the fans. Okay, so interesting. Dorinda, I think ever since I saw Ultimate Girls Trip 2, mind you, I fucking loved it. Definitely better than the first one. But Dorinda rubbed me the wrong way. So I feel like her chapter is closed. For me, I wouldn't particularly put her on pause. I would put the curtain closed on her because I just didn't like what she brought to Ultimate Girls Trip 2. And I was talking to my mom about it. And she said maybe she just came off as rude because it was at her house and all that shit. Yes, probably true. But still, I didn't like it. So I feel like her chapter's closed in my book. Jill Zarin. 
I can understand why she wants to be back. We all know that she's a little thirsty. She admitted that in the Ultimate Girls Trip show. I appreciate the honesty, but I also don't think that she's that interesting enough now to be carrying in the show. Again, my opinion. Tinsley, it would be kind of cool just to see where she's at. We can kind of hear about the whole Scott breakup thing and how he's an asshole. I don't know. Maybe she'd surprise us. You know, I don't think that she's a super heavy hitter either. But then we have Sonia. She is definitely more of a sidekick kind of gal as opposed to a leading lady Bethany Frankel Ramona singer type of gal and that leaves me to Ramona ain't on the list baby she's not she didn't make the cut people fucking hate her supposedly people are annoyed with her I mean clearly we all are but as I said before she really did carry the show for all of the years that she was on it to me I see her as a Kelly Dodd Obviously, Kelly's off the show for the shit that she did, which is fucked up. And the shit that Ramona did was fucked up. But I think also part of the reason why people tuned into the show is because of their outlandish, crazy as hell, things that they would say, things that they would do. I think that's part of the reason why they kept coming back. I mean, let's think of Southern Charm. Ashley. When she was dating Thomas, people were like, wow, this fucking bitch, she's crazy. Like, she's saying all this shit. It's, she called Catherine an egg donor and whatnot. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But guess what? As Ashley said, I think this is true. I'm going to go by her word, which I could be super stupid. But anyways, she said Southern Charm had the highest ratings when she was on the show. That makes sense to me because of all the crazy ass shit that she did. And yes, a lot of it was really rude. But guess what? We still watched it. We did. And guess what? We still watched OC and New York with Ramona and Kelly on the show. So it's interesting that they didn't pick Ramona. Now, lastly, Kelly Bensimone, I think they chose her just to see what the hell's going on with her. She's a real estate agent now in New York City, but so is Ramona. So I wonder if this actually will happen and they do cast these ladies. Will we see Ramona as a friend coming in between Kelly Ben Simone when she's doing her real estate shit? I have no idea. But do you guys agree with this? I don't know. For me, I wouldn't choose these ladies whatsoever. I really want to know what's going on with the reboot of Roni. Now, my thought is this. As you guys have seen, or if you haven't heard, I'm going to let you guys know. New show coming up in September. The Real Girlfriends of Paris. Now, I did speak about it too, last episode and the episode before. I think they're doing a trial run here to see if it's successful. It is like a summer house slash southern charming type of thing, but they're doing real girlfriends. They're trying to make it like a real something to see if they can kind of bring this demographic to the Real Housewives of New York. So I feel like if they're successful with the Real Girlfriends of Paris, which I do not think that they will be, They're probably going to have a younger uh, set of women for the Real Housewives of New York reboot. Maybe Ebony and Leah will be a part of it, but I do feel like they're going to go younger with this new New York cast. I'm a little afraid of it, uh, but I'll be open. I will give the Real Girlfriends of Paris a shot, and uh, we'll just have to see. So I feel like Real Girlfriends of Paris is going to be trial run to see if they want to do a younger Real Housewives of New York, or they might just change the name and just say Real Girlfriends. We'll see. Now, let's go to Vanderpump News. Sheena Shea, honey. Sheena Shea and Brock. Ah, they had a destination wedding in Mexico on the 23rd, a few days ago. Congrats. 
And I read the co-stars that were there, okay? Raquel, Ariana, both the Toms, Katie, Peter, Lala, James Kennedy, and his new girlfriend. I wonder what the interaction was between James, Raquel, and the new boo. Who knows? I also think that they may be recording this for the show because let's just be quite frank. If they're not talking about Katie and Tom's divorce, they have no show. So they're going to need something. And Sheena probably wants to display her grandiose wedding on television again. Now let's go to Southern Charm. Whitney and Naomi, what the fuck? What in the actual fuck? I don't understand this. Tonight we will see Whitney talking to Naomi Talking about, oh, you've been such a loyal friend and a shoulder to cry on. And then Naomi's like, a shoulder to cry on? Oh, that's it. And he's like, a naked shoulder to cry on. Ew, image in my mind. I can't. I just can't. Patricia's probably like, yes, I'm going to get my grandchild. I'm so excited. I can't. Is this really a thing? We saw Naomi on Watch What Happens Live, and she did say that she's dating And then she's happy. So honestly, is it with Whitney? Because if it is, obviously she can't say anything just yet because I'm sure the contract thing and shit. But oh, I just want to know. I want to know. Is this a real thing? Or is this just for the show? Oh, my God. Plot twist, baby. Plot twist. Let's get into my beautiful show that I love that is up there in my top spots with my East Coast bitches. The Real Housewives of Dubai. I cannot wait for the seasons in the future. I wish that they would have like part four reunion with this cast. I feel like it's probably only going to be two because that's what they did with Salt Lake City. And I think that's sort of like a trial thing too because I don't know if they knew how successful the show was going to be. But guess what? It's successful as hell and I'm obsessed with it. I really want to go to Dubai. I have never been out of the country, I tell you. My first trip that I wanted to do, my goal is to go to Brazil. But I'm going to cut that, okay? That'll be third on my list. The first place that I want to go to for my out-of-the-country visit, Dubai, baby. And I will be hunting for all of these women, clearly Ion, because we know that I'm obsessed. And then my second trip would be Singapore, because I love fucking Crazy Rich Asians. I love that movie. I think it's fabulous. And then my third trip will be Brazil. So kind of changed it up a bit. So there's that. Now, when we start with the season finale, Miss Goat, I was so sad. I didn't, I thought it was a birthday at first, but Miss Goat died. What the hell? I'm so upset. I don't even know how long that they had the goat. Was it a couple months? I'm not really sure. But we remember that Ion gifted it to Lisa and her family when they came over for Thanksgiving dinner. So Miss Goat died. I guess Lisa took the goat to a vet and they said I think it was sick already and then Lisa's like no Miss Goat might have eaten the fertilizer and shit but you know they wanted to do a celebration of life for Miss Goat and instead of calling it a funeral Lisa was like we're gonna call it a fun roll so she could kind of teach her children that death is not this like negative connotation like it was more of a positive experience which I thought was wonderful very lovely Ion and her family came. Let me just say, too, Ion, her look for me, I love the short hair look. She looks fabulous. I love it, love it, love it. She can pull it off so well. The long hair look is okay, but the short hair baby, I'm all about it. So love that look. Now, 
It was funny to hear when Chanel in her confessional was talking about Miss Goat and she was like, you know what? If it was me, I would have the goat fucking eat grass. I would send it away, come back and whatever. But like Miss Goat with Lisa's family was bougie as hell. Even had Dior clothes and shit, which they did because they showed that shit. Hilarious. Weird. She lived that good life, though. It was amazing. Then we see Nina becoming a little bit more active within the cast She has kind of been, in my opinion, almost like a Tinsley, Jules from New York, just sort of there, but there's nothing crazy about it. I mean, Tinsley only came to the forefront when Dorinda was like, what the hell are you with Scott? But Nina's kind of becoming a little bit more involved, and I guess they were out together at a cooking class or something, and Lisa approached Nina and was like, hey... Your involvement with Stanbury, like, this is weird. Your loyalty, you, like, hated her at first, and you told all of us to, like, be wary of her, and now you're fucking friends with her? After, like, a few months, this makes no sense. So Nina's like, I don't understand why you're doing that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm close with her. Yes, I didn't know her, but now I do. Blah, blah, blah. So Lisa's kind of butthurt about it, which, you know, I think you just need to get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Not everyone likes each other, so... Whatever. And you have to think, Lisa, you got to think the way that Ion thinks. If people don't like you, that just means that they want to be you and that they're jealous. So there's that. But then we go to Caroline Brooks and her ex-husband and her son. They're like meeting somewhere. I don't know. She's talking about her upcoming spa business that she's going to be doing. My whole curiosity here is what actually happened in their marriage? How long were they together? Because I don't think they were together that long. We know that he's investing in her uh, business. But, you know, hearing what she says on the confessional that they had a very toxic relationship and everything like that. What actually happened? How did they meet? Why did they even get together if they had all this shit and they like loved, hate each other like a Madison Austin thing? And were they always toxic when they were together. I'm very curious to know more about that situation. Maybe that could be a nice little plot next season. Bravo, there you go. You're welcome for the idea. But I, I want to know a little bit more about that. And <laughs> we learn, this isn't funny. I was thinking about the next part. But we learn that Caroline's son is being bullied. She was talking about they were doing a Zoom class and these four fucking children that are assholes... We're bullying her child. That's fucked up. And then what happens? Whenever Caroline gets on the Zoom call, they quit the Zoom call because these kids are afraid. Right. But that's fucked up. You kids who are doing that, shame on you. But then he comes up (laughs) and he's talking about to Caroline. He's like, yeah, well, dad needs to be aware of those gold diggers. And then she's like, what? You do not talk about women as gold diggers. And I guess apparently back couple years ago, he goes up to Caroline and says, hey, dad says you're a gold digger. What the fuck? Okay, so clearly that's why I know that their marriage did not do well with him saying that type of shit. But I also loved her response in her uh, little confessional. She's like, "Uh, he's not that intelligent, but he is right. I do like money. Ah, that was interesting. Damn. And then we get to Nina. She's like buying this new expensive like Rolls Royce, whatever. I feel like her character on the show has been just her like buying expensive shit. You know, like they did the whole gold thing at the beginning of the season. She's buying a car now. She was talking about her new house. Like I feel like that's her shtick in the show. 
I don't see her bringing anything else other than French fries and her air fryer, which we find that she got a new one at the end of the season. That's great. Good for you. But I'm hoping that we can really see something pop next season. So I I have high hopes for that. Now we get to Stanbury. Oof, this was intense. We see her actually go through the IVF egg retrieval. And dude, like women go through so much to like have a baby. It's just like, and then the men just stand there and they're just like, oh, that's annoying to me. That's crazy. Like Sergio's standing there and he's like, oh, da, da. and in my mind, I'm like, she's doing all of this for your ass. Okay. I don't think that she really wants a child as bad as he does. We learn about that she did have so many problems with her pregnancies. The first pregnancy was very hard for her. She had two miscarriages, and then she already went through the IVF treatment where she got her two boys. So she's a little concerned, which I would be too. She's also 45, so she is, you know, aware of the age thing and all that kind of shit. So, but we saw that happen. They ended up getting five eggs, and they're going through that journey, and they're on ice right now. So hopefully that turns out very well for them. I'm wishing them the best. And then we go to Ion. This scene with her sister, she calls her sister via telephone, FaceTime, obviously. So she calls her sister Ephra, and they're just talking about their past and how Ion went to hypnotherapy, and she was talking about the experience and everything like that. And it was just so lovely to see. You can really tell the bond that they have from everything that they went through. I think her sister was really almost like a mother figure to her as far as her protecting her. And I guess Ion is the middle child of the family and uh, Ifra felt like she needed to protect her. So she wanted to have her she wanted to have her sister to have the most normal life that she could with the whole circumstances that they were dealing with. And it was just a beautiful moment. I mean, they cried, you know, obviously they were kind of reflecting everything. And Ifra was talking about how she did all of this forgiveness and she cried for like two weeks after she did the um, hypnotherapy. So it was just a really it was a really heartwarming scene. And I thought that was just really nice to see. And to have everything happen on film like that, it's just, it shows the type of person that Ion is, in my opinion. I mean, she's really letting us in to her life as opposed to some of the other women, not only in her cast, but in all of the uh, Housewife shows. I mean, that's some deep shit that she opened up about. And I don't know, I just love her even more. And... Let's move on from that because I could talk for days. Oh, that is funny. The one thing that I did find funny during that whole scene (laughs) is when she's telling her sister, she's like, look at my plant. I water it every day, but it's fake. And then her son's like, why would you why would you why would you do a fake plant? Why would you water it to see it grow? And she's like, well, it does grow. And he's like, no, it doesn't. She's like, well, it makes me happy (laughs) and I can see it grow. L-O-L-O-L. No one knows. That's cute. I like that. I dig it. So then we go to Sarah. Sarah is hosting all of these women to go on some fun excursion where they ride camels and all this shit. I think she said something like it was the Bollywood of the UAE. I could be wrong on that, but it's something that you have to do and it's like super cool experience and all that kind of stuff. So when they get there, Brooks is already drunk, which I don't want to say that I'm not surprised because I don't know, but I'm kind of not surprised because like any big event, she's usually 
drunk AF. And Stanbury kind of talks about that later on. <laughs> and I don't know if any of you guys noticed when they were in that little cart going to the uh, camel ride and shit, there was a goat on the front of the cart. I don't know if any of you guys saw that, but I felt like Miss Goat was kind of coming into Lisa's presence and was kind of like guiding her through this whole thing. So I'm just saying it was there for a reason. Miss Goat could have been Miss Goat. So if you guys didn't see that, check it out again. Sarah then talks to all the women and was like, hey, Ion, did you tell the women about everything that went on at hypnotherapy? So she opened up. She told all the women. And again, Ion's awesome. Her honesty for the show is like incredible. She's just an amazing person, in my opinion. We also see Brooks. She's uh, drinking the truth juice on how Sarah is so positive and super supportive. And she's like, what the fuck? And then Stanberry's sitting there and she's like, can you like open your eyes when you're saying all of this? Because production goes back to all the other times when she's drunk and her eyes are literally almost closed <laughs> when she's talking to the women. I mean, that's hilarious. She's got like the drunk eyes going on and it's it's just her thing, I guess. That's what she, whenever we see her drunk, we can tell that her eyes are going to be closed. Just like whenever we know that Dorinda's drunk, she's mean as fuck. They go on the camels, baby. Cue Luann in Morocco. Okay, the camel ride. I don't know. I would never do that. I mean, camels spit in your face like it's scary. They even made these like weird noises. Even though Sarah was like, that means that they're friendly. And I'm like, oh my God, are you are you for sure that that's true? So the girls get on the camel. Ion and Brooks almost like fall off because Brooks doesn't listen to how she's supposed to move whenever the camel gets up. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd ever ride a camel. It just freaks me out. I don't I think I'm still scared to even ride a horse. I rode a pony when I was little, but I don't know. People ride camels. People ride elephants. I think elephant would be kind of cool, but I'd still be scared. I mean, they're large animals ponies. I mean, they're little. I don't even know if I could ride a pony anymore. I'm probably, I weigh too much. <laughs> so, but a horse, I don't know. Don't people ride pigs too? I'm not really sure. I know people ride bulls. I will never do that because I don't want to die. But yeah, I'll just stick to uh, riding in my car and uh, riding on any theme park ride. <laughs> a funny moment about the camel thing is when Lisa was talking about it in her confessional. <laughs> and she's like, I don't really get along with camels. I mean, their energy is off with me because I'm pretty sure that they're jealous of my long eyelashes. And we all know that camels like beauty pageants, supposedly. I didn't know that. Well, I'd, I got to research that because I'm like, what? So camels love beauty pageants and <laughs> she was like and we have to know that there is only one beauty queen and here I am bitch oh that was cute love that good 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 shade on the camel right there way to go Lisa okay so after they do the camel ride they go to the lunch thing that they're doing and then there's a mountain tribe that's coming up so as they were eating their lunch we see these men coming up and it's a mountain tribe. That's what Sarah says. And we see how they act whenever they have people come onto their land. I thought it was really cool to see the tradition of what they do whenever they have new guests come in to their land. So I thought that was really neat to see. And then 
<laughs> Sarah was talking about eating with her hands and how it's a cultural thing. So that's what she was doing when she was growing up. And then we see Stanbury say, I'm going to stick with a fork and a spoon. Like I can get down with most things in the culture, but I need to have my fork and spoon. <laughs> and then we have Brooks. This is my type of thing. She's like, you know, I don't really think about eating with my hands. That's not really a thing unless you're like, coming back from the club and you're drunk as fuck and you're trying to get your buffalo wings and your french fries and your pizza. Brooks, I'm all about that. I agree with you. I agree with you. So I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) And then once they get to dinner, Sarah, of course, needs to check in with the ladies and says, so is everyone okay? Is everyone okay? She kind of pulled a Kyle Richards there. But the nice thing is, is I think Sarah really wants everyone to be okay, whereas Kyle just wants the bitches to be fighting because I think she enjoys it, to be quite honest. So then we see Lisa calling out Stanbury and basically saying, you unfollowed me on Instagram or on social media. You blocked me. You blocked me and you unfollowed or something. And then Lisa was like, you called me poison on the group chat to the ladies. And then Stanbury's like, well, that's because you called me messy. And then you see Lisa, oh, cue the camera to her. And she's like, well, because you are. Oh, the demure persona that she had going on there was everything. It was like a chocolate mousse cheesecake that I enjoy from the Cheesecake Factory because that's my fucking favorite. It was so delicious and good. I love seeing that. I mean, Lisa doesn't have to go all Jen Shaw on her ass. She doesn't have to go. "Ah!" She's just poised and not poison. Okay. She is not poison. She was so poised in that whole thing. And she was like, you are messy. That was so good. Thank you, Lisa, for blessing that into my life on the boob tube. I thoroughly enjoyed that. So as they were talking about the blocking, unblocking, unfollowing, and all that shit, Sarah just wanted to move on from it. And she's like, okay, whatever. Keep each other blocked and unfollow each other, whatever. Let's just have a good night. LOL, LOL, So she kept the peace going. And then the entertainment started uh, during the dinner. And what we saw was pretty cool. We saw like the fire eating guy. We saw like a belly dancer, which was pretty cool. And then, ooh, then we saw these dudes. They had like, I don't know, I would say it's like a skirt or something, but like they were twirling and shit and there were lights all over. And like from the bird's eye view, it was super cool. Totally reminded me of something that you would see in Disney World. Fucking love that. You see Ion get out of her chair because she wants to do like the belly dance shit. But girl, you got to use your hips. You got to take lessons from Lisa, baby, because she got those hips a moving. Her hips don't lie, but your hips need to move a little bit. So but I love that she goes in 110 percent because that's who she is and she's fabulous loved it. Then we see, you know, the thing at the end where they like take the picture and they say what they're doing. So Ion has a makeup line coming out. I just followed her on Instagram, by the way, her makeup line. Yes, forget give them Lala beauty. Sorry, Lala, not sorry. So I'm ready for that shit because I want to look like Ion. We all know that. And then we see, let me see what else from what I remember. Brooks's spa is opening soon. They said Sarah is prepping uh, an aspiring comedic career. And I was like, dude, she's not that funny. But then at the end, it was like her son. Oh, my God. Her son is so funny. Her son was like Jenny's daughter in Salt Lake City. So cute. So cute. So I thought that was cute. Nina, her place is almost done or whatever. Let me see. Lisa. 
the only thing that I remember from that was they have the curried goat on the menu after Miss Goat died. Ha ha ha. And then Stambury. Okay. So <laughs> I guess once Sergio has his sex education, that's whenever they'll do the whole baby thing. So it was great. First season done. Ooh, and Ion's words at the end. She's like, I love these women. You know, Stambury drives me the fucking crazy. Lisa brings so much love to me. Brooks is going to age me 20 years just by a year. Nina bores me. That was hilarious because hashtag truth. (laughs) And Sarah, I learned so much from her, but I love all of these women here. They're fabulous. Yay, 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 yay. Then we see the reunion sneak peek. (sighs) Love it. I already discussed the reunion looks and which one I thought was the best. Sarah. Now. What was pretty intense, and I need to know more about this, clearly Lisa came with like a whole book of receipts, but Stanbury accuses her, accuses her of being a former escort. Lisa, a former escort? That shit can't be true. Oh, but then, then Lisa comes back and says, you know what, Stanbury, you were on Jeffrey Epstein's book. What the fuck? I have to say this. My mom looked it up online. I have no idea where she found it, but it was confirmed online. Now, can you believe everything that you read online? No, but it's out there saying that she was. Caroline Stanbury was, in fact, in Jeffrey Epstein's book. Holy fuck. What does that mean for the future of Caroline Stanbury and Sergio? Sergio probably doesn't even know who he is and doesn't even know what the hell happened. So he needs to get educated on that as well. So I'm anxious to hear what that is all about and what that will mean. Like, is this going to be a Jen Shaw thing all over again? I don't know. That also could not be true, but I need to know the facts. And apparently... Sergio said some racist comments on social media. Lisa brings that up. I'm curious as to what those are. We are going to hear about them in this reunion. I think it'll be a two-part. In my opinion, I wish it was like seven, but it's probably going to be a two-part. I am anxiously looking forward to it. Beverly Hills wasn't on this week. Kind of curious why. They're trying to uh, lengthen the season because I don't think that they have anything else coming up anytime soon. Where the fuck is Potomac? I have been waiting for Potomac. Potomac has been on such a long hiatus. I don't understand it. Jersey. I feel like Jersey's almost closer to be aired more than Potomac is. We don't even hear anything about Potomac, honestly, about the upcoming season. It's confusing me. I don't like it. (sighs) Anywho, that's the show for today, Yins, guys. I hope you enjoyed my love for (laughs) Real Housewives of Dubai. I really fucking want to know about Whitney and Naomi. And obviously, Craig is bothered by it. He's not so unbothered. He's bothered by it. He is. So I'm curious. I'm curious about this shit. So in the meantime, please follow me, Yins, guys, on the Instagram. At Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And of course, follow us at Believe Lifestyle, and at Believe Network. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Can't wait for the fucking reunion. Yes, yes, yes. And I shall catch you guys next time.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.